Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. The Warriors, they get rolled again at home. What Steph said after the game that might signal that it is time to sound the alarm in the Bay. And is he right? Plus, the Celtics, they aced their test against the West's best last night. But now, it's the Bucks' turn. Why Professor Perk thinks tonight will prove if the Bucks are for real or not. Plus, LeBron James, KD, they score off tonight in Los Angeles. Which star needs to save their team's season starting tonight? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Kendrick Perkins, Shanae Gumake, Brian Windhorst. And how lucky are we? The legend, Michael Wilbon, joining us on set in the good daylight hours. It's always daylight. good to have you here. <laughs> you get tired enough of us last night, particularly of Perk and me. You didn't get tired of us? It is not possible to get tired you. of you. Sinead, it's, uh, nice. it's hard to you know, uh, We have Mr. Bored. Wilbon here because there are drastic changes Ooh. impacting dynasties across all sports, across the sports landscape. We have Bill Belichick out in New England after winning six Super Bowls with the Patriots. We have Nick Saban retiring after seven championships, over 17 years of dominance at Alabama. And then the team that has come the closest to consistently mirroring that level of excellence in the NBA, it has to be the Golden State Warriors, right? But we may be nearing a state of emergency in Golden State today. So last night, the Warriors hosting the Pelicans has ended a seven-game homestand for them. Draymond Green back with the team, not on the floor yet. It got ugly so fast. It did. For so long, the Warriors have been raining threes at home. Now they're getting a taste of what that was like for their opponents because they're doing that to them. And you see Draymond quickly making his impact felt, but I don't know how much help. No No one's listening. I know. The vibes were a little awkward. Zion Williamson sticking with it, getting that to go. But I want want y'all to notice, look at the effort on the 50-50 balls. Look at no one closing out to the three-point shooting. No one's boxing out for the Golden State Warriors. The Pelicans did whatever they wanted to do. The Pelicans had nine threes in the first quarter alone. Nine. Look at that. Outscored 46-27 in the first quarter. That's the most allowed in any quarter by them this season. And and they just couldn't stop the bleeding today. Yeah, they couldn't. And the reality is the entire Pelicans starting five, they were hungry. They were out for blood. All of them in double figures, eight on the night for the Pels. That means the Warriors couldn't stop anybody. Well, and they were booed again on their home floor. Here's what Clay thought. You guys have been booed each of the last two home games. Obviously, you're not used to that. Um, how do you care. how do you handle that? Are you supposed to lose sleep over it? Well, maybe not lose sleep, but I would <laughs> a I little would. bit. Yes. Zion Williamson goes strong to the cup. I mean, at this point, flexing on him just for a little extra measure. 
they win big. 141-105 is the final score in this one. I'm not a professional lip reader, but that looks like frustration to me from Steph Curry. The Warriors, they have seen better days, and last night it was actually a first in the Steph Curry era here, Wilbon. Uh, the 36-point loss was their largest home loss by the Warriors since Curry was drafted by the franchise. Now, Steph and Steve Kerr, they shared their thoughts on the state of the dubs after the game. I mean, we have a standard that's pretty evident that if things stay the same, you know, that's the definition of insanity, right? Keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So I think we're just lacking confidence right now. You get to a, a stage sometimes where you just kind of lose your, uh, your belief and uh, it happens and that's what's happened right now with our team the last few days i think we've um you know we've just lost um the the spirit the confidence that that has to carry you you know against um talented teams night in and night out that was a pretty blunt assessment from two pillars of this franchise I'm shocked lost confidence yeah have you oh yeah no they, they got blitzed it's like watching the beginning of a fight when you think they're equals in the ring and somebody storms across the ring and starts throwing haymakers, New Orleans came out knowing that the Warriors don't have any confidence, knowing they're not playing well. Did you see the difference in passion level? That, that you know last night, three of us were here and we were stunned. Yeah, Perk predicted he thought the Warriors were going to lose this game all along. But as we sat watching it unfold, mm. I mean, they're, they're not watching it, they're feeling it unfold. And so that's what Steph Curry's referring to in the reaction that you see after the game. But the, 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 the Pelicans walked across the ring and went sort of Mike Tyson on Michael Spinks. That's what that was. And to see the Warriors get hit like that at home, they are dazed right now. And, and so who knows how they get out of it. They're taking a standing eight count right now, if I continue that analogy. Yeah, so this is the end of a very disappointing homestand. This is a seven-game homestand in which you thought that they may be able to get on good momentum. They go two and five on it. They didn't even lead at all in the last two home games. Nope, wire The disappointing wire. thing, as you mentioned, Wilbon, the way they came out in this game, they get, gave up 47 points in the first quarter. I know people are taking Steph's comments and then implying that there needs to be, like, maybe big changes to the roster. I don't think that's what he was talking about. I think he was talking about their demeanor. Um, and I, Perk and I have been here. He goes again. Why are you Perk sighing? and I have been on different paths here. I, I don't. I'm just going to say this right now. I don't think there's anything. There's no trade that you're going to make. There's no defensive strategy that you're going to change. There's no lineup change that you're going to make that is going to all of a sudden change the entire fortunes of the team. The only way the Warriors are going to get back to competing at the high level is by getting their core players back to playing their best. And by the way, while Steph is frustrated and saying things need to change. He's one of them. If you look at his stats over the last 15 games, he's in a slump. But isn't Draymond part of that? Of Doesn't course. Doesn't make but it easier, so much easier on Steph? Malika, of course you're right. Steph has been in a slump. It's not like a historic slump. Right. He, he's had worse stretches, but even he has not been at his best. And so I don't think – I, I, I'm getting the sense – I already know a person's going to say. He's going to say it's over, <laughs> blow it up. I don't think that's an option. I agree it's not going well, but their mm -hmm. only option, only feasible option, is to, is to rediscover what they've already got on their roster. Ask yourself why Steph Curry has been in the slump or why Steve Curry has said this team has lost their spirit. They lost, lost their confidence, right? Steve Curry's getting exposed. We saw the Pelicans, they were ready to play. 
We saw the Pelicans going for the 50-50 balls. We saw the Pelicans contesting jump shots. We saw Toronto go in a couple nights before and put up 133 on them. 133 in Chase Arena. So what do you think? So so here's the thing, right? The spirit comes from the coach, right? The spirit comes from the coach. Look, stay with me. As a guy that's been in the locker room, went to five NBA finals, I know the spirit, the energy comes from what your coach is saying at practices and in the film room. It's almost like when you go to First Street Baptist Church. You going in there to feel the Holy Ghost. If you walk out of there and you got the spirit in you, damn it, the pastor did his job. It's the same thing when it comes down to the Warriors. They're playing with a lack of effort. They're playing with a lack of uh, 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 urgency right now. No fight whatsoever. That is a reflection of your coach. But, Perk, you're only talking about 50% of it because Steve Kerr is a players coach. He cedes some power to his players, and what the Warriors are missing right now is Draymond Green. And yeah. we're asking why is Steph struggling? It's because Draymond Green is out is not out there. And we even have a graphic that t- sort of tells you the tale of the last 30 or so games. The first, you know, 15 games ahead of this suspension, Steph was averaging around 30. Without Draymond, he's dri- dipped down to like 20, 23. If you look at the numbers, even he needs. But, 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 we yeah, but look, but look, per- look at look look at these oh, numbers. First 20 games of the season, 30 on 43% shooting from three. Last 15 games, was which is circle around missing Draymond, his numbers have gone down. Look at the 23 points per game. We're seeing some uncharacteristic performances from Steph. It's not just Steve Kerr. It's the fact that Draymond Green is not out there because Draymond, if I'm looking at, okay, I know I know you want to talk, Kirk, about like blowing certain, certain aspects of their That's not what own. I want to say right now. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I know you have explored blowing I, up I, some aspects I of their roster. I still feel the same. I think that Draymond Green's value is higher with the Warriors than it possibly would be with any other team and Steph's value is higher alongside Draymond if you just look at the numbers. I'm, ho- I'm holding my head because it is okay Steph Curry Steph Curry is already a top 10 player one of the top 10 greatest players of all time we cannot sit up here on air and tie Draymond Green to Steph Curry and saying that Draymond Green brings out the greatness of Steph Curry. Steph Curry is who he is. But their identity, whether, their identity whether was, was Green, created by strength and numbers, what, what, right? It was created that was, was, that was for us them winning titles. On an individual basis, we cannot sit up here and give an excuse to Steph Curry and say that he's, uh, oh, because Draymond is out, then he's not able to be the best version of himself. Well, if that's the case, then let's take him out of the conversation with the all-time greats if, if Draymond got to be a part of that. No. We don't need, LeBron don't need nobody else to come and elevate him and his greatness. Steph and the, the Steph greatness has been built with Draymond as a oh, supporting factor. Draymond has been there and been a big factor in it. And look, and there are other times in the Warriors' history, other times when they've been playing in different different situations where maybe that they could have survived without that. With where they're at now, where some of their other players are struggling, they need Steph to be at his best. Steph has regressed, and it's directly tied to when Draymond left the line. Look, look, you know, for about 20 years on this network, I've been involved in debates and back and forth, and I love this. And you're both persuasive. And I'm not sure where I fall in this because I walked out of this building last night believing exactly what Perk believes. Shanae has moved me back to the center a little bit. Let me just say this. We got to spin this forward because no matter what the answer is, by the way, this is a great, it's a great discussion. 
The Warriors are in a position where I will side with Perk on this. They can't save this this season. So the question is, as they involve Steph Curry in the larger discussion, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. What do we do as we approach the trade deadline? Do we start to play for next year now? Because they're, they're not leapfrogging all these teams. And I, I've, I've moved back again towards some of this overnight after watching this. Last night, combined with the Toronto game, it's a stunner that the Warriors got knocked out like they did. So they're going to have to sit. Mike Dunleavy, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, and others. Draymond's going to be involved. What do we do? What do we do about this? Because they're not even playing good right now. So I don't, whether or I don't not think st- there's a trade. I don't think there's a trade to I, be made at all, Brian. I mean, they could make a they, they could make a trade to make a trade. I, I don't think it exi- one exists because their player's value is so too low. Andrew Wiggins would be the player we're looking at, know, right? To it, be clear, Malika, his value is too low. Sure. Steph Curry. I mean, um, Chris Paul. You could trade, but they've got a $400 million payroll. One of the reasons they got him was to get the Jordan Poole salary out for their books. I honestly think, and I know that this is maybe Perk, we could get to April and Perk could stay up here and say, I was right in January, you didn't that's, listen. That's well, not what I want right. to do. That's but not I, my but, end goal. But I'm saying, I think you got to drive it till the wheels come off. And if you get to the end of the season and, and you say, look, you know it what? didn't happen. They're on the side of the road. They're on the right side of the road right now. They're they're on the, the, car, the, car, the car already is shaking already. Yeah. I think so I've, better, I've been yourself? around too long. I've seen teams recover from January to April. I, it they, may not when, happen, but I think that's the only way let to me, go. Well, let me put you back to the test. Do you see the Warriors making any noise in the Western Conference? Simple, yes or no? Not really. Oh, not really. But, there's, I mean, <laughs> but, but they are bringing Draymond back, so you got to see what happens. No, but that's the thing. I think the Warriors are having right now an existential crisis. Yes, and the question are. is, who stays with us for maximizing Steph Curry's talents and his championship window? Okay, so if that's the question, and Sinead, I agree with you 100%. That's the question. On the table right now for them, when do we start to address the fix do we do that before the trade deadline, even, Brian, if those values are, if those right. uh, assets are devalued? Do we wait to the offseason? What do we do right now? Do we punt on this season? And what does that look like? And, and what does that mean? the answer to that, the only person who can answer that question is Steph Curry. He is the only person who can sign off and say, you know what, yes, I am playing as well as I did to start the season because he was playing lights out to start the season. He started the season and all of us were talking about, we didn't really love the fit of Chris Paul. We were a little bit unsure about this. Andrew Wiggins, he, he missed a lot of time. I hope everything's okay last season. But maybe because he is playing at this level, it'll all be okay. You know, looks the and smartest. that came Bob Myers he does. Down, out of there. <laughs> right. Bob for getting out when and he did. Fun, what were we sitting around here talking about last night? And I, I don't want to ask this question, but I know it's that fair. it is the deepest fear that everyone in the Bay Area has, Ooh, right? Yeah. Is Steph's going to be okay with this, right? He's not going to start looking to we see. We did. I, it was a great conversation to have late at night when they're down by 40. <laughs> but, but, okay, so I think we all believe, and Perk, we were right here talking about this, the three of us. I, I can't see Steph doing what we're seeing in the NBA for the last three or four years, which is saying, right. I've had enough, I, I, I want out. His life is tied. Because he is Golden State. He is. He is the Bay Area. He's the war piece. So what's the next move? Brian? They bring Draymond Green back, and you try to sit it back together. And what version of Draymond are you going to get? I don't know, Perk, but that's the best option. And they don't have other options. It's a business where his value is tied so much greater within the Golden State organization than probably even other teams suiting. Should I stop right there? That's great. Wait, hold on. Hold that point. 
So is there a team out there that could bite on that? Detroit, hometown. Is there somebody that could say Draymond can be maybe – Nope. How big is that contract? He's not going to have the value anywhere he has a Warriors. You're How right. How big Sorry. is that contract? <laughs> Is there a market for Draymond Green? Is it untradeable, Brian? No, of course. He can be traded. I can think of multiple teams who want to trade for him. But it's not something that you can do in February. You're not fixing this mid-stretch. The only way you're fixing this is by getting back to the way they were playing at the start of the season. So we call it a wash for the Warriors. Well, the Warriors, they are not the only team. You can't call anything in January a wash. Well, and also, you can't – I I, I am firmly in the camp of not shoveling dirt on a dynasty before the final embers of it have burned to the ground. We're not there yet. The car may be shaken, but we are not there yet. (laughs) The Golden State Warriors are not the only team that needs our advice here on set coming up on NBA Today. We got a new chapter in the LeBron-Kevin Durant saga that's going to be written tonight. And this time, the chapter is titled, Which Superstar Will Pull Their Underachieving Team to Victory? Perk's got the answers. Plus, all eyes are on the Celtics' success this season. But does anyone believe that Tatum is going to be an MVP? I mean, why not? And the Bulls, Mr. Wilbon. Yeah. They are undefeated. They're breathing. Since Zach Levine's <laughs> return. They're alive. Resuscitated. Levine's future in Chicago. Yeah. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. I know it's upsetting. I know they have big expectations. We just can't judge them in January. The thing about this team is, one, they're soft. As the game goes on, you know, we, we just lose focus. The Lakers are going to drop to 17 and 19. You can't make the state of getting discouraged. It's the emotional fatigue, it's the physical fatigue. When you're not winning, obviously, that's the frustration fatigue. In the case of the Los Angeles Lakers, they are an absolute mess. Before the season, LeBron and Kevin Durant, they hadn't played each other, Cheney, in nearly five years. And tonight we get to see them face off for the fourth time in this season alone. The Lakers, they have won all three matchups so far, but they were decided by five points or less. So break it down for us, sis. What are you watching in this one tonight? More of that. The games between LeBron and KD have lived up to the hype this season with just how close each matchup has been. But the Lakers have taken the edge in the series due to big fourth quarter surges. So let's dive into this cheat sheet. We all know that the Suns' kryptonite lately has been closing out games. Phoenix ranks last in the NBA in fourth quarter scoring differential, and the Lakers have taken advantage of that, outscoring them by 29 points in the final frame. 
thanks largely to who? LeBron James. So let's dive into it and I'll show you exactly what happens on the floor. Again, this is a high pressure clutch time scenario. Lakers up one. They get they go to their bread and butter, a pick and roll between LeBron and AD. LeBron gets to his kill spot, which is the elbow, and he knocks it down. They're going to run it back. Next possession, again, clutch time, pick and roll. Now this is really impressive because these guys love to make their money in the paint. How many defenders are in front of LeBron James? Three, is that going to stop him? Nope, nobody can stop LeBron James when he has his mind that he's going to get to the rim. Now let's talk a little bit about who they're going up against because the Suns have been truly impressive when they have their big three together. The Suns haven't had their big three play together against the Lakers this season. Now this is a small sample size that we've seen, but when they're on the court, Katie, Booker, and Beal have outscored opponents by eight points per 100 possessions. That's at 8.0 right here. They can really play with anybody. So if we dive into the video again, looking at the Suns, the big three right here is highlighted. They're so good because their talent attracts a, a, a real gang, a whole bunch of people. So watch this good extra pass. Uh, Devin Booker had two, and they kicked it around. Now, once again, this time it's KD. The double comes. Here's the trap. They kick it back. Now Devin Booker is like, okay, what am I going to do right here? They send another double. This is how talented this big three is. And once again, it's another good to great where you pass up a good shot for a great shot. And Bradley Beal is able to get to his spot, which is the mid-range, the midi. So overall, the Lakers have had the edge in the fourth quarter. Mm. But when the big three for the Suns play, they're winning. They can literally beat anybody. Yeah, it's impossible really to have a must-win game in January. But this is giving whatever the adjacent of those vibes are. And I mean, look how, look how close. This is Ooh. as well. So let's just say both of these teams, they need to do what tonight, Perk? You remember when I walked in here today? You remember yes, what I told you what our you. MO is today? We standing on business. We standing on business. We still standing on business. Richie, you're not a part of this because <laughs> damn it, I'm standing on business even more. Bam! Park, I think it's it's fair to say that both of these teams, they had high expectations, right, coming yeah. into this season, and both have been underachieving. That's that's what we'll call it. We'll be kind thus far. So who needs to stand on business tonight? Well, I'll I say this. The Lakers have been standing on business over their past two games. Great win against the Clippers. It's the Suns. They need to stand on business, in the paint. They, that's what they need to stand on, on both ends of the floor, because the the, it's out there. If you want to beat the Phoenix Suns, just get physical. Just touch them up a little bit. They go give up. Yeah, they go give up everything and more in the interior. They're not going to make the second effort. They're not going to go for 50-50 balls. And look, I talked. We talked about this yesterday on NBA Today. Kawhi Leonard outplayed Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had 30 points. If somebody would have opened up a box score, they said, "Oh, Kevin Durant, he balled out." No, he didn't. Kawhi had 17 and was more impactful. Kevin Durant, go be more impactful. Go do the things we saw you do when you were in Golden State, when you actually were doing the little things. That's the problem. Outside of Grayson Allen, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant, they're not doing the little things. Nurkish want to show how cute he is by shooting three-point shots. <laughs> Get your feet in the trenches, big fella. They got to stand on business tonight in L.A. in the Crypto.com arena. Perk, I have no faith that they'll do it either. I agree with every, everything Perk said. You, if you watch the Suns, God knows as much as I do, you sit there and you just say, <laughs> when are they going to start playing? It's like they're in the preseason and they think, okay, we, we, we got time. We'll get it together. No, it needs to be together, and there's no hint. 
they have so many turnovers down the stretch. Talk about their play in the fourth quarter. Horrible. Just mindless turnovers as if there's no purpose. This, this is the problem when you slap together a team, and this is the problem of all these alleged big threes, one of which work putting it together in this way, the first one. Right, LeBron and Dwayne Wade, they didn't really put it together. They the went and joined year. Dwayne Wade, who already had a championship there. But when you slap together these teams without regard to temperament, the ability to play as a team, mm. a pecking order, they don't, the Suns don't have any of that, and it's stunning to me that we've gotten to this point. The only hope I see for them is that Janae mentioned that plus that 8.0 rating when they're all out there. Can they be out there enough, healthy enough, to play together enough to develop all the things that Perk is talking about that's missing. The Suns absolutely can. We just have to see if they do. It's a more important game for the Lakers because they're home. They have got to take advantage of this homestand. Yep. And, you know, I don't think you're going to get more out of AD and LeBron than you've been getting. I, I mean, the other night, LeBron had eight assists to Anthony Davis. That's awesome. What they need is more offense from their role players, particularly D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell has got to be more of a factor on offense. And frankly, his role keeps dwindling. They took him out of the starting lineup. The other night, he only played 17 minutes in that game. And obviously, he's frustrated about it. He hadn't talked to the media the last few games. And I know he's coming off you know, that injury that he had that knocked him out for a while. But I, I can't look and expect for Max Christie yeah. to start putting up 20-point games. That would be nice if he did. They, It's not going to come from Cam Reddish. I know DeAndre Russell can do it. Obviously, Darvin Ham's been reducing his role because he's not. He's got to win those minutes back. That's where the Lakers can get improvement in a guy that I know can do it. The problem you know is far less scary than the problem that you can't quite put your finger on, and that's the conundrum for the Lakers, whereas the Suns, it just feels like a sample size thing. We need to see more games with them playing together before we're able to fully make an assessment of them. Perk is saying no. We've, he has made We've his made assessment. We've made an assessment already. But for the Lakers, I think tonight is, is a good opportunity to keep rolling the momentum they've built over the last couple of games, particularly over a team that they are looking up at in the standings at this point. All right, coming up on NBA Today, Jason Tatum. He stepped up in a playoff-like atmosphere against the best team in the West, but why tonight's matchup against the Bucks will tell us if he can finally get Banner 18 to Beantown. And Zach is back. What? Ooh, what? They keep piling up wins. What does that mean for his future as the trade deadline creeps closer? Plus, Board man got paid. I really just wanted to say that. Why Kawhi is ready to help the Clippers do something they have never done before. What's that? All that and more next. Oh, you know. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. The best in the West versus the best in the East. The Timberwolves and the Celtics, they faced off in Boston. Porzingis, Gobert, Conley, they were all out. I don't care. This was awesome. The Celtics, they came into the night 17-0 at home, seeking to have the longest win streak at home since the San Antonio Spurs in 15-16. This one got good. I know, Chanae, this is all going to be great Boston, and it's well-deserved. The Timberwolves had no business being in this. this they is got true. into Boston, second out of back-to-back, at 1 o'clock the day of the game. They stayed in it, and then Jason Tatum, he just took over. It's professionalism, but then also Tatum, my goodness, how fun. This was a hustle play. Derek White is such a winning player, Kendrick. Absolutely does all the little things and more that don't show up in the box. Team ball right there, extra pass. Through Holiday hits the three. Look at the garden. One more look at the hustle. I miss those days. Look at the unselfish nature. And then these are the types of moments you can build off of. If you're Drew Holiday, slow start to your season so far, but it looks like he's building his confidence at the right time. Yeah, I wonder what the Bucks are thinking when that shot went. Oh, in their feelings. That one wouldn't go. So two overtime. Free basketball. All tied up at 111 in this one. This is a minute to play in OT. The game's tied at 120. Tatum just carves through the defense there for the layup. What do these moments feel like for? Great. Undefeated at home. <laughs> yep. Overtime. Uh, but that's what you want to establish, right? You want to establish that if you're the Boston Celtics. You want to make it for the postseason. Ah! Tatum had a game-high 45 points. I'm not sure I have that that noise in me that Burke just Look made. Arena. In the face. Mean mugging. That was better than bam. That was Tatum's best game of the season. The Celtics, they have the best record, the best odds to win the title. But look at the MVP odds. Jason Tatum, he's a distant sixth right now, 30 to 1 odds. And consider that was before last night's game when he was 40 to 1. But who is he looking up at in these standings? Oh, yeah, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. And no rest for the Boston Celtics. They face the Bucks tonight on a back to back. This will be Drew Holiday's first time returning to Milwaukee since the trade that brought Damian Lillard to the Bucks. The Celtics, they won the first matchup with the Bucks. That was back in November, remember. But Milwaukee is favored to win tonight with home court advantage. They so, are? <laughs> they are. We take a Not look a back, right? Look at this. Just a reminder how the roster came to be. You know Holiday about his time with the Bucks. It came to the end. Uh, it came to the end because of the Dame deal, right? But each team made moves in hopes of staying atop the Eastern Conference. And John Horst confirmed to us, the general manager of the Bucks, on this show, he did not see their biggest move of the offseason being the move that also helped the Boston Celtics the most. And Boston has been playing great basketball. We have detailed the concerns about the Milwaukee Bucks. But when it all comes down to it, it matters in the playoffs. Who do you have more confidence in? Oh, no doubt. No doubt the Boston Celtics. Look right down there. Look at those two records. You see how there's a seven-game difference already but you just said that they're 18 and 0 at home you think it might matter that the Celtics are in the process of establishing having home court throughout the playoffs Mm -hmm. it's going to matter and that you look at the way that the Celtics are built they are the prototypical 2024 team they have everybody on they put on the floor can shoot three-pointers they lead the league in three-point attempts and look at their ability to defend on the perimeter look at Jalen Brown great size can defend on the perimeter Jason Tatum, great size, can defend on the perimeter. Drew Holiday, one of the best perimeter defenders of this era. Derek White can defend almost anybody on the court, defends on the perimeter, makes smart plays. They are the prototypical team that you want to compete for a title. And you look at Milwaukee. What can't they do? They're one of the worst in the league at defending on the perimeter. <laughs> so, like, the one team is totally built to win. One team could win. 
but he's going to have to overcome some things. And if you're building a team on paper, this is a team that you assemble. You talked about three-point attempts. They're number one in the NBA in three-point makes. Also, they have the second-best offense, the second-best defense, and they lead the league in rebounding. Yeah. So they are the consummate, beautiful – oh, I'm making, like, hand gestures again. <laughs> um, they're just a well-rounded team, and I do think that does hurt Jason Tatum when you think about, like, those MVP odds, sure. right? Because you're only as good as how far you stand out on your team, but still – the Celtics okay? roster to me is the best in the NBA. I, they they I, have the edge in the playoffs, right? I, I am, but again, we 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 were having this, and I I agree a hundred percent. Well, ninety percent of both of what you guys were saying, because the other ten percent is not your what you said, prototypical or whatever. 20, prototypical. 20, yeah, twenty twenty four team is not. Right, this is a new Joe Missoula thing where we're gonna get up a whole lot of three-point shot attempts, and perk we're, on go, this. we're gonna see that, if it's that, gonna like be that. effective. I don't know about that. Second of all, again, the same energy that we gotta keep, like we do for the Los Angeles Clippers and other title contenders. I need to see what happens when the postseason come around because we talked about this team last year, right? When they had Malcolm Brogdon, when they had the great depth, when they were one of, when they had the best record and they were thriving as one of the top teams. About this team is the best team in the league, and what happened? They laid an egg when they got to the postseason. But yes, I mean the Bucks did too last year. I mean, I mean, understand? That's, but that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is. I'm all in. The Celtics, I'm, I'm agreeing. They're the best team in basketball right now, but they're not judged based off the regular season. And Minnesota had no business being in that, that game, game last night. He's right about that. You know, the, the thing that bothers me is seriously, and it's just, okay, I'm old. <laughs> Get off the my th lawn. The three-point obsession. <laughs> Perk, I'm not with that. That reminds me too much of Houston a few years ago when they could get into a game and rely so much on three-point shooting and become such a part of their personality that, oh, we'll miss 28 in a row and won't go to plan B. I, I don't well, – I dislike that element, but I like everything else. But let me just go back to the, the MVP thing for a second. We have a lot of votes up here. If the balloting was tonight and we had to get our ballots in at midnight, would anybody have Jason Tatum won? I would because I, I said the bar and I said the criteria for myself the, the, because so many players are deserving, the best player with the best record, that's who's getting my vote. Mm. There's only one MVP Jason Tatum should be worried about this year. That's the finals MVP. Yep. I don't think he's going to be able to win the regular season MVP, Malika, because he struggled in the finals two years ago and they disappointed in the playoffs last year. And while that's not this season, that frames the discussion around him. Really quick, before we go to break, maybe this will dissuade some of your Assuage? Dissuage? Yes, yeah, so there we go. Dissuage some of your well, fingers. No, make uh, words on this show. It's good. You do. do. Um, the Boston Celtics are making calls, right? They are not necessarily happy with this as a finished product. And that, to me, is what makes me say, oh, okay. They do have some draft picks left that yep. they could trade. They do have a couple of roster spots that they could move on their roster. Um, I question how much more they're willing to spend. Mm -hmm. The Boston Celtics don't have the depth of the pockets that the Clippers uh. do. But well, whose time are you willing but, to cut? Like, whose role are you well, willing to diminish six, or tinker they with? They have six awesome players. That's but what, after, yeah. but it's after the bench. that, it gets okay. a little Yeah, shit. but they better the be careful because, like Jay-Z say, less is more is plenty of them. Dissuade. That's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> Dissuade. We got it. All right. Let's go to break because Zach Levine, he is one of the bigger names on the NBA trade discussion. Gushing I know the legend Wilborn want to dive into this one. Ooh. Don't worry. We're going to do that next. Why I'm going to be quiet. Why want to keep this intriguing asset? <laughs> okay.
Some breaking news on the draft front here. According to our senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski, the 2024 NBA draft is preparing to move to two days, June 26th and June 27th in Brooklyn, with the first round being on Wednesday and then Thursday for the second round. The NBA is still working on the final sign-off from the Players Association. And with the draft moving into its two-day era, we take a look at the latest ESPN mock draft here. Alex Saar. Seven-foot-one French big looks to follow in Victor Wembanyama's impact in the league. And then the first college player off the board is Cody Williams of Colorado at number three to the Wizards there. Look at all the international. I was just saying that. There's certainly a lot of The game has changed. We got to pick it up, America. Worldwide. (laughs) Let's see the bigs. Earlier this week, Darko Ryakovich, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, (laughs) it was just announced today that he was fined $25,000 for criticizing the referee. And if somehow you missed his epic rant, if you don't know, now you know. That's outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force, trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How's that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. What's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. It's so good. It was, so was it worth the twenty five thousand? Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, I thought he was gonna get fined up yeah. to hundred. If you go get fined, you got to do Take it that it. way. That's right. Now, wise man told me everything is earned, nothing is given. Well, that was earned. And that was earned. <laughs> I, I, also, know, I know who that wise man. Also, the respect from the officiating that is earned. You got to earn that, right? He said Scotty Barnes is an All Star caliber player. He's not All Star yet. Like, you got to earn them stripes to be able to get this to the was, free throw line. Chess. Everybody was now talking about Scotty Barnes for the first time all season. He's mm. having a great season. Guess what happened last night? The Raptors had more free throws in the Clippers. It must, oh, play, yeah. it must play well in your locker room. Well, and too. that it epic did. rant will live rent Your players in my know head. your Love coach it. took one right. for the team. Elsewhere. The Raptors need to step up and pay that fine now, Masai. You're delaying, <laughs> you're delaying the Bulls I know. conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I know. Elsewhere in the Eastern Conference. Don't look now, but since the return of Zach Levine, the, the the Bulls are three and zero. You're you're a Chicago native. Do you yeah. think the Bulls winning impacts whether or not Zach Levine will be traded this season? I don't know. Did the Bears impact winning assured that Justin Fields won't get traded? They didn't really win. He said bye. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, it's all we talk about is trades of young stars making, in this case, Zach Levine money. Look, this I know it's three games. It's a small sample size. Does it start? to change my thinking about what they need to do. Given, since Brian and, 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 and Bob know, I call, I text them all the time asking about potential Zach Levine trades. <laughs> and the answer is essentially, stop, there's no real value there. Stop asking me, somebody ask Brian again. Maybe he's best served staying there if they can get him and Kobe White, who is now the best player on that team, to continue this. They're only behind that group of five 
that are all tied, right, at 21-17. Yeah, the Bulls have played better. They went from January 1 to the end of last season with the number one defense. So it's doable, particularly with Drummond playing some more and securing rebounds. It's doable. Do I have faith in it? Not yet. But maybe if Zach has no trade value, Brian, thank you. This is your cue. <laughs> Do, do, do you keep – are we best served by keeping Zach Levine in this lineup? No. If they were – if they could trade Zach Levine in the next five minutes, they would trade him, and Zach would happily go to the airport. I don't think anything has changed there. I think okay. they absolutely want to trade him. All right. You said they're behind this group. They're four games behind them. They're, yeah. they're under 500. They've their... made up like four games in a hurry. They I were agree. eight games behind I, them. I actually think it's kind of dangerous right now. Mm, I, I think the gold. Bulls need to restructure their, their – I won't say rebuild. They need to restructure their team, and this winning – May convince them not to Distract do it. Us. You don't want to finish ninth <laughs> or tenth. But I kind of was waiting for Zach Levine to have a good performance, and we see it. 25 points, yeah. 13 rebounds. Like, hello. I feel Nothing like if else. you're a player, you know, if you want to get out, you're like, let me go out here and show myself. Is my there best player. peer pressure there? You got, And you both would know this. You get Kobe White, who comes in, who's been a, a pick. You resigned him on your team. And he's in that locker room, too. And now Kobe White is balling every night. Is there peer pressure there on Zach Levine? Let me sh re reintroduce myself. Well, you don't want Kobe White looking over his shoulder. But here's my question. Why is the value down for Zach Levine? I'm looking at his numbers while I produce a tummy in my ear telling me to look up. And I'm looking at these numbers in my phone saying he averaged 25, almost 25 points last season, 24 the, the year before that, and then 27 and 25. He is a bucket Look up the getter. contract numbers while you're out. I understand that, but we got to think about this in a couple of years. They're going to have guys making $75 million a year. What's 40? While you look up the contract third numbers, option. we're going to take a break. It's a lot. It's a lot for a third option. Oh, and Next I am a lot from no defense, too. That's the part right there. <laughs> guys, it's not often that you see KD, LeBron, and Steph Curry at the bottom of the standings. Mm. Perk. He tells us if their championship days are behind them next on NBA. It is. Young fellas taking over. They are. They're coming. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. That photo of Perk is legendary, and now we need to look at some legends' resumes. They speak for themselves, right? Ten titles, seven MVPs for this trio who have defined the last decade-plus of basketball. LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. But this is wild. Look at All three of them. They seem to have fallen on hard times at the same time. Katie Lee, LeBron, Steph, they've combined to play 100 games so far this season, and for the first time ever, the three have combined to post a losing record with that many games under their belt. So when we look at these three future Hall of Famers, Man. all of them, first ballot. Great graphic. Who do you think has the most chance here of picking their team up and pulling them back all the way up into the playoffs? Not the play-in, the playoffs. I think we're going to wind up going 0 for 3, but LeBron. I'll go with LeBron to do that. We just saw it last year, but there was a big shift at trade deadline, obviously. The, the Suns, and we just talked about this during the break, and Shanae is totally right about this, where's their passion for the game? Low pulse is exactly the phrase. I'm watching them. I'm constantly doing this. Like, when are they going? Did the alarm go off of you guys? Do you know it's now January? Because I don't see that. So, no, I don't see, and it's not KD's team. He has said that. It's Book's team. And I love Booker. Love him. This iteration, this is not working with no lead guard, nobody to organize, nobody to insist upon a certain level of enthusiasm every night. It's not working. 
LeBron can, has done it, but I, I think we could go 0 for 3. We could go 0 for 3, and that's just the playoffs. What about a title, Chanae? Ooh, with a title. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I think LeBron James, his team is more equipped to be able to try to pull a championship together if necessary. I mean, right now, is the likelihood high? Not that high. But, yeah, the Suns, it's hard to assemble, big, bring together a big three and win in that first year. So, I always, like, I gave them a gap in reality when it comes to expectations. The Warriors, my goodness, they have a lot to fix. So, But LeBron James, they have just minor tweaks. If they get better perimeter shooting, which is still a possibility, if they get healthy, if they start finding this formula that works better for them, I see it as a possibility that they can do something like they did last year. Now, is the path going to be easier than last year? No. So it's going to be harder. 0-3 is a reality, but LeBron has the best shot. First off, I don't think any of these teams are winning the title this year. <laughs> right, that's number one. But of these three, I think the Suns are the most able to, to lift up. The Lakers, I know their role players have been injured, but AD and LeBron have been healthy. I think they've missed five or six games between them. Like, this is who they are. I'm sorry to say this is who they are. Like, I think they're going to be fighting around 500. Maybe they can get a little bit better. The, I know Draymond's been out, but... The Warriors just haven't been getting good play from their guys. And we've seen Wiggins play a bunch of games. We've seen Klay Thompson play a bunch of games. Looney, they're just not playing well. The Suns have barely played. Those guys have played six games. And I know they've got problems, but they have the ability to come together. Plus, they're just, you know, they are more explosive, more powerful. I just think, and, and I can't guarantee it's going to work with the Suns, but I'm telling you, don't make one opinion on this team. And anything you might say, Perk might be right. But don't make one opinion on this team until that those three of them played at least 20 games. And Are they going to get to 20? Was they going to have by April? Well, that's the Nets-sized fear, the Brooklyn Nets-sized fear that I sort of hold on to. Well, I mean, they got to get to 20, and we what at the almost at the halfway mark or to the halfway mark, so time is ticking. I'm going with the Lakers. I'm going with the Lakers. And, Wendy, I understand you saying Braun and AD have been available and they still in this position, but they're in a new position. See, we're seeing a lot more two-man game with LeBron and AD. We're seeing a lot more of LeBron at the point forward position, AD diving to the basket, finishing around the basket because it's so easy for him. We just said last game, what, eight of LeBron assists was to Anthony Davis. That's why I'm going with LeBron because he has the better Robin. Anthony Davis has been up there with Giannis Embiid right. and Jokic over the over the past 10 games when you look at what, his, what he's been doing on both ends of the floor. So, Perk, you said that you think that we have seen Steph Curry win his last title in Golden State. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think, Mr. Wilbon, that we will see any of these three Ooh. Ooh. win KD, LeBron, and Steph Ooh. win another one? And if so, who? I have such hope for the Suns, and I really – thought that they'd be on to something this season that I don't see. No, I don't. And, and it's not, it, it is not to insult these guys who are all-timers. Mm-hmm. All three of them. They're, they're all-timers. You don't see any of the three of them winning another. No, because there's a young posse wow. of players. Thank you. You That's know what, it. let me just say That's this real quick. It. I've always thought, I, I covered the Dream Team. I always thought that that was the greatest era of basketball in my life. I still probably do. These young guys, they're coming to get them. They're coming now. The YG's taking over the OG. The new era is here. Enjoy tonight's game.